Dimitri Downing here with my co-host. Destiny Blanca. Back at the Emerald Scientific Conference in San Diego. I don't think we mentioned we're in San Diego. It is Diego. in San Diego. I can't, we're in Diego. I can't. Can you see through this on the thing? Yes? No? Can I open it real quick so we can breathe? Yeah, you, there's San Diego's back here. Can you see that? You I'm see like that? glowing no. now. That's, that's rude. It, it's back there. So we're back here at Emerald inter interviewing some of the most interesting individuals in the cannabis industry. It's a scientific-oriented conference, which is, makes it a, it's an unbelievable quality of attendee. So we're very pleased that we had the opportunity to uh, to do that. There's so many smart people here. And, yep, there really is. Uh, so we're here with Daniel Brown <clears throat> from Quantum Analytics. Yeah, it's nice to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Nice to meet you. Where's Quantum Analytics based out of? Uh, so historically, for about 30 years, uh, we were located in San Francisco, uh, and then just recently in 2020 moved to Houston, Texas. So that's where our current headquarters is, uh, but we work across the U.S. Um, and have a field team as well. And uh, before we get into what Quantum Analytics does, let's get, talk a little bit about Daniel and where he came from. Where are you from? A little bit all over the place. Moved a lot uh, growing up. Parents are from the Northeast. Lived there for a couple of years. Houston for a couple of years. Lived in Germany for a couple of years. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, so all over the place, okay. right? <laughs> and uh, how did you end up uh, with Quantum Analytics? Um, it's a long story. So I was working for um, one of the companies that they were partnered with in Germany uh, for a little bit. Uh, instrumentation company, um, made equipment for semiconductor manufacturing, worked with them for a while, uh, ended up moving to the U.S., um, and so they hooked me up with Quantum Analytics, uh, who was their U.S. Uh, distributor. Uh, so that's when I first got started um, and, and moved to California. And was this your first uh, job in cannabis? What was your first foray into cannabis? Maybe as a consumer in high school, I don't know. But what's well, your I think that was everyone's first foray, right? <laughs> So definitely, you know, had the, uh, let's say, personal uh, experience, right? Um, I went to college in Alabama, too, which is still a very uh, illegal state. And even back then, I mean, they, they definitely take it to heart, the whole uh, Schedule 1 narcotic. Uh, which yeah, is a well, I think they're issuing licenses now, aren't they? Alabama is? Alabama is doing a process right now. For medical? Oh, it's, yeah, it's wild. It's really yeah. wild to see, especially the Southeast starting to uh, to come on board, right? So I grew yeah. up, you know, Houston, and then uh, in Alabama, it was always very much a... Uh, you know, people didn't like to, to talk about it, right? Um, so it's nice to see it coming around uh, and actually getting some steam uh, and moving in the right direction and people having a little bit more positive conversation about it. Yeah, it does. Um, but yeah, so I had that personal experience in the cannabis, and then uh, this was the first, let's say, professional, uh, you know, into a state legal market, um, being able to support that. Yeah. So, um, but Quantum was your, the first cannabis-related company that you've worked for. Uh, that's right. Yeah. So essentially, when I came to Quantum Analytics, my uh, my job, uh, we'd been working in cannabis for a while, um, but we wanted to have a little bit more of a focused um, entity, uh, just focused on supporting our cannabis customers. Uh, so at the time, it was around uh, 2018. We, we being Quantum. We being Quantum Analytics. Yeah, so it was exactly. they when you came. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. I, that's right. I, that's right. We became we. I, exactly. I, I, like I joined the, the collective. Right. right. So yeah, I'm, I'm an ex-prosecutor, so some things are really important to me. It's like the pronouns and the time. So I always try to keep the time straight. This happened here, this happened here, this happened here, and the pronouns so people know which way direction the thoughts are going. No, it makes sense. Sorry. So it was, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. It was they, right? So they wanted uh, to provide a little bit more, right, for those laboratories. So at the time, you know, there's all these different instrumentation vendors, all these people spending millions of dollars trying to start something, uh, and there's not a lot of support. So everyone had to reinvent the wheel um, day one, right? And so we had been working with quite a few of these guys. We do a lot of financing into that space. Um, and so we wanted to make sure that the people that we were working with could be a little bit more successful, right? And have the Sorry. benefit of that. Sorry about that. 
Whatever. Right. <coughs> I can mute oh. you if you need. <laughs> yeah, hit, hit me. <laughs> so what what year was this when you were um, joining again? Uh, it was about 2018. 2018. Um, yeah, so I started working with them um, in about 2017, and then 2018 was really the focus on uh, creating a cannabis-focused entity. So we did have a subsidiary called Ryan Laboratories that I was responsible for starting, starting a cannabis lab. It was all about uh, the training and consulting and getting people what they need to just accelerate their yeah. startup process. Um, and then since then, we've rolled it with, you know, into quantum analytics uh, directly as part of our portfolio. So, so what were you guys working with before cannabis? Was it just... So we've been around for 30 plus years. Um, essentially, we work in any uh, industry where instrumentation is needed. A big thing that we do is provide the financing with the instrumentation, with consulting, and package that all together. Um, so the areas that you see a lot of that would be environmental labs, <clears throat> clinical labs, and then cannabis being, let's say, the biggest new one. We also do a lot with startups. Uh, biotech is a big one these days. Uh, that's an interesting one as well. So we're all over the board, um, even work oil and gas, government, academic, all those things as well uh, to certain degrees. But uh, definitely bigger area of our business is where you see those startups or, or smaller laboratories. And your role is you're the vice president of? Sales. Sales. And right. are you cannabis only or are you all across the board? So when I was at <clears throat> when I was at Ryan Laboratories, it was cannabis only. Since then, kind of grown in the company, uh, so it's all across the board. So essentially, yeah. between myself um, and I have a counterpart uh, on the service uh, end, so we have a service team as well. Um, we're responsible for the overall management of the company. Um, so the two-headed, uh, you know, beast uh, that's running the company. So it's it's everything from managing the sales team through you know all the back office type things as well to to keep the paychecks coming through. So how are you finding your uh, your how's quant how is quantum because how are we now how <laughs> now we yeah how is quantum <clears throat> finding its way through uh, the cannabis industry. What's your experience like? Tell us a little bit about the journey. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been really uh, really interesting to see. I mean, we got started. Um, they got started, I should say. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. You're right. You're right. Yeah. They got started. But you're uh, so used to saying we. So right. Yeah, exactly. It's part of it. It's, a, yeah, exactly. it's natural. It's natural. But yeah. the jury needs to understand. Exactly. <laughs> the public jury, right? Um, Sorry. Yeah, no worries. No worries. So, yeah, like 20, uh, 2011, 2010, um, they start, got started in, in cannabis, uh, specifically with a couple of those first labs that you started seeing in California about uh, around medicinal. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I came in, I mean, there's been a huge change just from 2018 to today um, on the laboratory side. So you see a lot more of the support from the manufacturers, which is nice to see. Uh, you see a lot more people that were, uh, especially these big corporations uh, that are, you know, tasked with providing for labs. They didn't want to touch the stuff, right? Because they're saying, you know, oh, it's not federally legal, so I don't want to. I want to toe the line. And then they saw the people that were, were jumping in, were getting all this money, so then they they start jumping in as well. So you see a lot more support, a lot more focus, a lot more uh, focused marketing efforts from then, uh, which could be, you know, it's a good thing in a lot of ways. It's a bad thing in some ways because, you know, one of the biggest troubles we run into, our customers run into. Um, is you're starting up a lab. You got a million different people to talk to. You know, before you know, you already have your investors, already have your team. That's great. You know, what type of instrumentation do you want? There's four or five different vendors, and each of them are going to have four and five different salespeople. Uh, there's all the side products. You got your architects, all the different consultants pinging you. I mean, it can easily become hundreds of people that are trying to sell you, um, and it's hard to pick who's the one that I actually want to. Uh, know, trust with my money, right. with my time. Um, and, uh, you know, this train's leaving the station, so you got to make decisions quick, which can be tough. Right. Um, and so that's really what we saw where our value started to, to bloom. 
um, was in being, you know, one stop shop, right? Being able to say we have success that we can show you because we've worked with over 90 labs uh, just in cannabis and hemp um, over the past, you know, 14 years. Okay, and mostly yeah. in the United States or around the All world? in the U.S., yeah, exactly. We've done a couple of things in Canada, but only U.S. and Canada. Wow, that's a lot of labs. It is, yeah. And how many states have you guys worked in most? Like- I'd say, you know, I don't know if I know the number off the top of my head, uh, but it should be, it would be most of them. I mean, most of the business that we're doing, um, a lot of it is uh, Arizona, California, of course, is a massive one. Colorado, of course, is a massive mm-hmm. one. And then recently, um, the Northeast has just been... Uh, taking off like crazy you know with new jersey and new york coming online so <clears throat> let me ask you this i'm always wondering federal legalization mm-hmm. are you afraid of it are you excited about it are you you can't wait for it to come because that's going to change everything it'll be in interesting your, in your world especially oh yeah absolutely i mean it'll be <clears throat> it'll be really interesting to see how it shakes out um you know at this point i almost feel like uh all these states already have the regulations, right? Right. So when they have something federal, um, you know, I don't know if I necessarily see them doing something that's going to overwrite the authority that the states have already put in. And, you know, it's going to be a huge, uh, for lack of a better phrase, a cluster, right? It's going to yeah. be an issue. Um, and so, <clears throat> you know, what I kind of see it shaking out is that they'll set some, you know, bare minimum, uh, especially on the laboratory side, what are you testing for? Some bare minimum standards, like you have to be testing for these things, these detection limits, right? Um, but nothing that is more stringent than uh, especially like a California or Colorado, uh, some baseline for the unregulated states. And I think they're going to keep it pretty loose, Um I think the biggest change is going to be on the consumer side. So right now, you know, I'm in, I'm in Texas, still illegal, right? right. Um, and so I think that's going to be the biggest change is these big markets that um, honestly would be great for the product, you know, the big farming community um, in Texas that's been pushing for it for quite a few years now. Um, you're, they'll actually be able to jump in without having to wait for, you know, state politics to, to catch up. So I think that's going to be, uh, let's see, the biggest value. Um, but I think on the lab side, yeah, yeah, trains left the station, you know, in terms of the regulations. So. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean that's that is like the big mystery in cannabis. Is, I mean, yeah. I talked to so many lawyers who are like, mystery means business. It does, you know? right? Yeah. Sorry, I come from the legal community myself, so, and that's I mean that's an unfortunate reality because that just the more lawyers, the more business being done, the higher the cost of goods is going to be for the consumer. Right. And ultimately, an industry should really be built around the consumers and the patients, and not the interests of the business members or the lawyers. Now we got all this crazy lobbying. <clears throat> Is your company involved in, in in any sort of federal activity to set standard standards? Or um, not as much uh, directly. <clears throat> so no, directly. There, are there groups doing that in regards to the lab world? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there absolutely are. Um, you know, we don't typically work directly with them. I mean, a lot of times what you see is there's these, uh, let's say, uh, chemical standards um, entities, right? So nonprofits that are focused on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, having these methods that they can roll out across the industry. So everyone's testing the same way. You know, things are approved. You know, you're getting good data, right? It's not just the Wild West. Yeah. Um, and so those groups are heavily involved in trying to, let's say, standardize uh, the right. industry. Uh, definitely a big focus. Um, I'm not sure how much they're doing on the lobbying on the federal side, um, right. but you know, it, it would definitely be something that should be a focus. I mean, the big question, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this, uh, is a timing. I mean, do you guys, what do you see as the timing? Because that's the crystal ball. I was going to say, you don't want to know my thoughts. Because yeah. like, we're, <laughs> we're talking about standardization, I'm thinking to myself, can you really standardize Mother Nature? You know, I yeah. mean, is it, is it, there's always going to be things, it doesn't matter. 
So oh, federal legalization, definitely five years. Yeah. Definitely. I think there's going to be giant activity uh, after the 24 election yeah. uh, in January 2024. And uh, I've seen it change. I've been lobbying and doing stuff in this industry since 2012. And I was at a big fundraiser for Rand Paul in 2015. He dipped in the back door at an MJ Biz event, raised $80,000, and then oh, dipped wow. out. That's cool. Everybody just wanted to be his friend. You know, that's it. Uh, that kind of thing. That, that that stuff happens all the time. I've been involved in political contributions, city, city, county, state. <clears throat> and the reason why it will it will go federal legal is, is this. It's this simple. In California, for example, you have like 55 representatives around there, somewhere there. You know, most of them are Democrat, but a big chunk of them are Republican. Okay. Mm-hmm. Same thing in Colorado. Same thing in Oregon. Same thing in Washington. You have a few Republican in there. And Illinois as well. You have all these individuals who want to work well with the businessmen in their community. And as we all know, there's absolutely normal businessmen throughout all the legal states. Right. You know, there's in, in, in Arizona and California, there, there's no stigma around being involved. They're like, oh, you've got a cannabis interest. What's your cannabis interest? And then so, so the congressmen and the senators, they want to support their constituents. And so that, you know, that's why safe banking, everybody's shocked that safe banking didn't pass. Right. You know, um, because that's the most important element of it. Uh, for the most of the businessmen, they just want to be able to bank normally. Um, but, uh, you know, and it gets really complicated now because the social justice is tied to legalization. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for better or for worse, people have said, you know, no, if no movement on social justice, no movement on federal legalization. Right. Okay, well, what does that matter for 90% of the consumers and the patients who just want to be able to access product? It doesn't. They don't care about social justice. Most right. 90% of the patients and the consumers just want to be able to have, for it to be federally legal. They don't, they don't care too much about, about social justice. So, uh, I mean, I care about social justice, but, you know, how many people, when they go buy cereal, they say, well, what's Kellogg's involved in? Right. Let's be honest. They don't. Well, I, Do there you? are big company, big corporations, like, that I've heard that are against, like NFL, they, they totally oh. were against cannabis federally. Yeah. yeah they're the type, big companies like that are the ones that go against us federally. Yeah, I just, just, you know, I, I honestly think that it's, it's, it's a strange dynamic. And I've dealt with a lot of politics stuff, but I, I don't want to get too, too, let's go back to quantum because <laughs> we do want to talk more about quantum. Yeah, so absolutely. what else should people know about quantum? Like, you know, who, who's your, who should be reaching out to you and what should they be looking for? You know, yeah, what, what kind of questions should they be asking of quantum? Yeah, so there's two, two types of people, uh, especially when we're talking cannabis, uh, that we should be reaching out to, uh, to quantum analytics. And it's those people who either have a lab, a uh, cannabis lab, or, or they're looking to start a lab. And I could even tack on anyone looking to add, you know, some sort of scientific capability, uh, you know, whether you're a grower, processor, manufacturer, you know, you want to do your own R&D. You know, those are things that we can help you with. Um, so a lot of the questions are more questions for them, right? What are their goals? What are they looking to do? You're just testing for potency. You're trying to get terpenes, mm-hmm. trying to do it online, have a quick check, um, or you're really trying to get those methods dialed in so you're having uh, you know, the highest quality data. Um, the vast majority of what we're doing, you know, it's going to be those startups. So their question really is, um, you know, what can we provide? And the answer is the full, the full laboratory solution. I mean, it's an end-to-end solution that we put together through our partners in the industry, um, our history in the industry to help them go from that early stage, you know, 
finding your investors, getting that, you know, how much can I charge for a test? How many tests until I'm successful? How many until I'm making money? How much money do I have to spend? You know, all those questions that are so hard to get answered when you have no insight and you're just jumping into the industry. You know, we help there. We help with the lab design, the build out there, the instrumentation, the training on how to use it, uh, method validation, ISO standardization, yada, 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 all the way. The whole goal, like I said before, is to get them to the point of making money ASAP. So that, that concern. And, and what, I, what I was trying to get to real quickly is you guys also help the regulators as well. You guys have like a consulting division that the state of Alabama can reach out to and say, hey, you know, we're trying to figure out this. Or like politicians can reach out to you and say, hey, we're trying to figure out this. Do you help them as well? You know, it hasn't come up. So, uh, yeah. you know, we haven't done as much with the um, with politicians. Typically, we're just working with the, uh, the laboratories. Um, but it would be interesting, you know, if someone was out there and wanted to uh, – to get some insight. I mean, more than happy to jump on a call. I mean, there's a lot of value there. Like I said, worked with over 90 labs uh, over uh, a decade, you know, in the industry. Um, so we have a lot of history, a lot of connections from different states and get to see, you know, how these regulations play out um, in industry between these different states. You know, things that look like a minor tweak can have a bigger effect, right? You guys are a big company too, right? Like, um, Well, it depends what you mean big. We're, we're a yeah. small business, so we're, we're not that many people. Um, I'd say mid pop. Yeah, exactly. That's what we <laughs> like that's, to support. Right. Yeah, so we're like <clears throat> mid-20s we support big business in terms too. of number of employees. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. No worries. <laughs> that's funny. Big business, big marijuana. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's, she's, she's Sorry, a... Sorry, a personal note there. Mm-hmm. She, um, no, no, that's really cool. So there's a lot of labs out there across the landscape that you have touched. Mm-hmm. Like, um, how many different companies do you think you've uh, worked with? You said 90... Yeah, but like there's there's now franchise labs and stuff. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. So if you say, okay, you worked and helped start the first one and they're starting a bunch of others. I mean, typically yeah. we're helping them with that expansion. Um, you know, the other part is we do work with established laboratories. Those are easier because right. then we're just doing our financing, helping them get new yeah, instruments like, and grow. What do you need? Exactly. They know what they need. They know what they want. They know how to use it. Um, at that point, they've been doing it. They probably know more than us, right? Because they're doing it day in, day out. Yeah. Um, and so those are the easiest ones. I mean... Yeah, you add those in. I mean, it's e- easily over 100. And then if you start looking at other industries, and a lot of other industries, I mentioned environmental, clinical, you know, they all have their own nu- nuance. Um, but at the end of the day, they're all the same kind of business model for your laboratory, right? right. You're making money by doing tests. You have customers that you're running tests for, right? And that's, you know, you have your bottom line that filters through the same way. Do you work with them too? Because there's certain states, you know, that need certain testing com- to, to go with their compliance. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so our goal is to help provide, you know, everything that they need and then even start getting into the area of how do you differentiate, right? Right. Because it becomes a commodity so quick. Are you doing some, uh, you know, nutrient testing, some sort of soil testing, early stage, you know, gender testing? Are you testing for certain viruses so you don't, um, you know, have it, you find out at the end when you have a poor yield or something like that? Um, you know, all those things where they can kind of expand, those are things we're always looking for and trying to add into our customers' portfolio. So large-scale cultivations and large-scale manufacturing facilities should probably have a conversation with you first as well? Well, I think it would be worthwhile, absolutely, because a lot of times, you know, they're they're relying on that third party, um, and it's you know, the best, the cheapest solution is always prevention, right? Um, a lot more than uh, going back and trying remediation or, or worst case, you can't even do that, right? So um, 
having that capability, you don't need the full lab. And if someone's trying to sell a full lab to someone like that, it doesn't make any sense. But having a few key tests, or at the very least, knowing what to ask and educating them on how they can use their third-party lab to get a little bit more valuable data, I think would be invaluable uh, for the industry. I mean, they're already paying for it. Uh, so they might as well be able to use it for their benefit, not just as their compliance check to release it. One of the big things I know in Arizona right now with labs is is the time mm-hmm. on the, the product that they get back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The turnaround time is a huge, a huge uh, issue. I mean, yeah. how do it, you see around that? Yeah, I mean, it, it ultimately it comes down to, um, you know, every lab when it gets, you know, they get started, they they're always going for a three day turnaround time is kind of the gold standard. If you get a little lower, that's that's great. Some of the tests take a day. Uh, so really, that's your starting point. Um, but then they get busy, right? They start getting business, yeah. and it starts creeping up to five days, seven days, two weeks, yep. more. That's the problem there in Arizona. Yeah. Right? And then weeks. they're holding on to the product that whole time, right? And so you're just sitting on money. You can't move. Uh, yeah, so it's a, tough, it's a tough situation. I mean, ultimately, um, it, it just comes down to them uh, getting used to that higher level of business. It could be more shifts, more employees, uh, employees that just are churning it a little bit more. You know, something that's interesting ran into this recently is, uh, you know, you don't necessarily want that same group you did all that research and development with uh, to be the group that you're doing a production facility, right? So we had a lab that we worked with who had a great, great team, developed these great methods, got everything up and running. But then they're saying, okay, now you got to do three eight-hour shifts, seven days a week, because we got to get this, you know, turnaround time down. Um, and none of the employees want to do that, right? Because they were used to being uh, the R&D guys, right? More PhDs, right? Sitting and uh, developing something new. So they had to get, you know, essentially a new staff. Um, and then they were able to get their turnaround times down. Um, that's part of owning a business, right? It's it's all those different nuances to, to being successful. Well, labs in Arizona, I don't know. Do you follow lab, Arizona labs? We work with a, work with a couple. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been here a little bit, but what were you gonna? No, say? I watch a lot behind the scenes of like the, the how much testing should be, how often it should be, mm-hmm. you know, the lab testing wars, you know, between the oh, right. dispensary cultivation manufacturing lobbying interests and the lab interests, and whether or not they get involved. But I but I but I but what I see from the lab mm-hmm. world is they're a lot more genuine, right? About about what they're trying to do, whereas some other people might just be monetarily motivated. Right. Trying to minimize the lab testing as much as possible. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's why it's so wild in the industry right now with every state being different. And, you know, most industries are used to some sort of federal standardization. Right. And it's going to change. Are you going to have your work cut out for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, and it does. It does. You know, you go from state to state and uh, you will have people that are saying, oh, I'm in the Northeast and uh, I don't know, I want to start a lab, but do I want to start in Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York? Um, And then that becomes a very, uh, you know, it's not just how much business is in those states. It's uh, different regulations. What's their process? And then even going down to the local level, huge, huge pain point for for starting a lab is uh, getting your a local uh, municipality that's not going to hold you up. Proper zoning. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just, uh, you know, your inspections taking months and months and months for no reason. And, uh, I mean, things like that can happen all the time just depending on, you know, the local government that you decide to, to put the facility in. Well, Daniel, you're an absolute expert in testing analytical labs. And uh, I'm, I'm barely keeping up with you. So, <laughs> But I, I catch a lot of stuff. So, I mean, but it takes an expert like you in order if you're going to get involved in this space. you got to find the expert first. Oh, yeah. Um, I won't be starting a lab anytime soon. And she's busy stealing Germa certs <laughs> patents or whatever. What was that company? The, the phenotype and hunting. Gemma cert. Yeah, she's going to. 
copy their patents. So oh, there you go. Nice. Just kidding. It's a good business model. I'm, I'm going to work with them closely. <laughs> we love them. Um, so, yeah. So, no, but obviously, if you're out there in the world, uh, please reach out to him. He's an absolute expert in the subject. I met a lot of individuals uh, over the years, and it's clear that you really know what you're talking about. So, I look forward to seeing you around the industry for the next decade or so. Thank you. And when federal legalization happens and I'm trying to figure out what the hell is happening in this particular avenue. We want you back on the podcast to help guide people through the, the madness because you're going to have to be reading and studying the madness state by state and all that stuff. Oh, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to seeing how it shakes out. I mean, it's been an exciting ride so far and uh, it's only going to keep trending that direction. So, uh, you know, it'll be a lot of work to keep up with it, but there's a lot of value there too. going to bring it to more people. So I'm excited to see how it shakes out. There's going to be a lot of labs calling you wishing that they were your client before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And they're going to be, hey, where, where were you before? You know, right. Help us now. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Uh, how do people get in touch with LinkedIn? Uh, yeah. LinkedIn will work. Um, you can go to our website, which is lqa.com for quantum analytics. Um, and uh, yeah, either way would work, uh, would work out perfectly. You can get in touch with us easily. We'll get back to you right away. I'm more than happy to jump on calls and, and see where you're at and see what we can do to help. Thank you, guys. It's been fun. Thank you. We'll be back with somebody else at the Emerald Conference in a few minutes. Another episode of Meet Up Tackle.